Welcome to the TASM Podcast. I'm Chris Kane with my co-host, Jay Thorne. Hey, you got new hair. Tell them about it. For anybody who knows that I look like in purpose, right now, my hair is actually mostly my natural color. Shocker. Because I chopped most of it off. <laughs> <laughs> the sides are pink right now, oh, yeah. but the length of hair is mostly my natural color because I have not gotten around to messing with it yet. <laughs> And, and what brought you to this point of hair chopping? About 10 seconds before I grabbed the scissors, I decided I was going to do it, which is how I cut my hair. One time I did not have scissors available, and so I took the sharpest knife I could find. I was hungover. My sister and my ex-husband had just gone to pick my parents up, and it was just a thing that happened because that's how I cut my hair. <laughs> nice. So how's your week gone? <laughs> Jay's here uh, still long, everybody. So it's yeah, weird. We're yeah, good mine, there. Mine's still here. Yeah, it's been crazy. I've been um, in the uh, Discord server for the Bookcoin drop of uh, Mark Manson's book, and it's been nuts. It's been it's crazy. <laughs> like there'll, there'll definitely be more to come on it. But as we're recording, the first one thousand on the whitelist are now minting. They had um, they got like a twenty four hour window and. Mark Manson himself has been in Discord, throwing some comments around here and there. And it's just been, uh, it's been an education for me just to kind of watch how this unfolds and to kind of study the behavior around this thing. It's very different than what authors are doing or want to do, I think. It's definitely more in like the collectible uh, NFT crowd space. They're talking about things like floor prices and paper hands and authors are like, yeah. what? <laughs> but, but it's been fun to watch. And just, like I said, just paying attention to the behaviors of people and how they're reacting to this and like what they're valuing has been really interesting. Um, I'm going to want you to kind of keep notes on this because this is supposed to be our emerging tech episode, but because it's episode 52, I made a call out to our group and said, hey, our community, like, what should we talk about? We got some really great questions, but I still want to have our emerging tech episode next week. So maybe we can talk about like the process of buying an NFT and like what that looks like yes. right now, since this is like the first book related one that you've participated in. You've done some other stuff, but this is the first book related one. So let's put that for next week. Teaser for everybody. Now, getting into the questions that our group asked us, one of the biggest one was like, what's the state of the union of the community? And so we have a teaser. We're not going to tell you everything yet because we're still figuring some big stuff out, but I'm gonna let Jay tell you what one of the biggest visual things is that you'll see. Yeah, since November, I wanna say November, I've been working with an agency on a major rebrand. I say rebrand, it's really a brand because I never <laughs> intentionally branded in the first place. I just threw up a website in 2017 after I was, uh, after I went to the StoryGuard certification, and I've just rolled with that ever since. I've never been intentional on the nonfiction platform around branding. And I thought, okay, it's probably time to do that and time to invest some money in it. So I've been working with Gretchen and Trino who are incredible. I'll do a more of a formal introduction to, for everyone later. But essentially it's rebranding my website. It was uh, taking a, a, a good look. It's still gonna be called The Author Life, but it's more intentional. It's more me. I didn't build it. That was the other problem is uh, I just <laughs> I just built a page, used a page builder. Didn't really design it from a design perspective. And, uh, and part of that rebrand is going to be unifying all these other things that I have. The Author Success Mastermind is a mouthful and there's a whole story behind where that 
name came from, which maybe I can share later. But but the community is going to fold into the author life, and it's going to be it's going to be rebranded that way. So there's going to be a lot more coming around that. But that's one of the big things, and there's a lot of uh, technical stuff that's involved, mostly on my website. But it won't change what we do or who we are. Yeah, you you may see now that we've let the cat out of the bag, it may be by next week, you'll see us show up in your podcast feed as something different. I'm not sure when that'll be the next week or it'll be in the next few weeks. But just beware, that's something that's coming. Yeah, it'll be a new name and a new logo, but everything else will be the same. So that's, that's, yeah, that's kind of the, kind of the big thing. Then do you want me to mention about some of the events, a, a little tease yeah, of some of the events? This, yeah, let's talk over the events that are happening throughout the years that we know that the community and any of you who are listening who are not part of the community are totally invited to and would probably be interested in. Yeah, so this is, a, I'm going to be sending an email about this. I don't know if the email will, c- will come out before or after this episode, but essentially there are three to four different events that we're working on. I'm working on with Zach. I'm working on by myself for 2022. I feel much even better now than I did a month ago, given where the pandemic situation is, mask mandates rolling back, people more willing to resume travel. So I really feel like we have some momentum now. And some of the things that that we were not sure about, we're going to move forward with. So without getting into a lot of specifics, I want to say this first of all. These are not necessarily TASM-specific events, but they might turn out to be that way. And here's why. They are very small events. Our biggest event's going to be 50 people. We are going to open those tickets up to the people inside the community first. And some of these events are four or five, 12 people events. So if everyone in the community buys a ticket, they'll never be announced. They'll never be open to the public. Now, the flip side to that is if you're not in the community and tickets are available, part of that ticket is going to be a certain number of days of uh, free access to the community because we want to bring the community and the events into the same place. So if you're an existing member, you're like, oh, dang, they kind of get some free some free months and I'm paying. The flip side to that is you're getting, as a member, you get the, that first opportunity and those tickets might not even be there for the general public. So that's kind of at, at the high level. Um, here's what's in the works. Um, and they're, and they're, they're pretty close to being done. When I say done, I mean like a landing page and an announcement. Uh, Zach and I are working on a summit that is definitely going to happen this year, probably in the fall. I'm working on a pilot program called a three-story method weekend where you come into the weekend with something, an idea or nothing, and you walk out on Monday morning with a plan for that book using three-story method. Uh, there's most likely going to be a world building weekend at some point in 2022, uh, to be determined. And probably in the fall, I'm going to run another three-story method editor certification course. And a number of people have been asking me about that. That will also be a very small event, probably 10 people or less. And, and that's, that's coming as well. So those are some things that are in the works. We can't get any more specific about them yet until we have those details nailed down. But if you're just thinking about how you want to spend your time this year or how you want to allocate some money to uh, to in-person events. Those are the things that we have in the works. Yeah, excellent. So I am going to switch from a big question to a little silly question now. And that's when can we get TASM camo shorts as merch? It's a silly question, but it's not. And part of the reason why it's not is because very early on, this was before Slack, so... The OGs of TASM will, will remember this. I built a, a bulletin board 
I don't know. So I don't know what the technical term is, and that's where all the community interaction was happening, and it was kind of lame. It didn't really, it didn't really kick off until we got into Slack. But th there was a re request for merch at that time, and I think it was Stephen. I, I, I think it was Stephen who mentioned it first. I've been thinking about that, but I've also known for a chunk of time now that we were gonna, I was gonna rebrand and, and probably change the name of the community, and I didn't want to create merch. Um, with a name that wasn't going to be in place. There is going to be merch opportunity. Uh, <laughs> fly your colors <laughs> after the rebrand is done at some point this year. So uh, I think and I, and I snuck a peek. I think that was a Chad Boyer question. So there you go, Chad. There might be some camo <laughs> shorts on the way. I'm just saying, if we're going to do camo shirts, there will have to be a pink option for oh, no, yeah. my representation. Absolutely. Just of course. saying. Yep. Okay, so let's go to this one. I feel possibly going to be our hardest question so let's make sure we have time for that and that's where did we expect to be a year ago and where do we expect to be a year from now yeah do you want me to go first or do you want to take this i'll take the first half first okay where did we expect to be a year ago i didn't really know what to expect because it was just under or just over a year ago that you had said like you know i just don't have time for the energy this is taking is it something you want to take over and i was like i it's not something I'm willing to take over by myself. And we decided to go at the new, ener new energy of it together. And so I didn't really know what it was going to look like because for me, this first six months of anything I do in general is very much a like test how much energy it takes to do the things I'm doing and whether they're flying. And so for me, it was just like, this is the year that I sit and experience with the, my responsibilities because I'd experienced it as a member, but not as a manager, if that's a better word for, cause I don't like owner just feels weird, even though that's the technical ishness of it. I don't know, but manager in the community and see what that looked like over a year. And now I guess I can go into like, where do we expect to be for a year from now? Now that I know what that is, I have a better of idea of the things I want to do and create. And one of the things we've talked a lot about, and one of the things I've spent a lot of time studying how you do things because you've been a teacher for so long is teaching and doing classes. And one of the things that I really want to start having more of in TASM is classes. And I don't know if that is more active classes, if that's more, I upload things in itself paced for people, but that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to having more of in a year. Nice. Yeah. Well said. Just if, if you're new to the podcast or you, you're not a regular listener, we run this community together and there's a lot of overlap, but, but basically you are focusing on content creation and my focus is on community building. And so part of what I see my responsibility for community building is bringing new members as well. This community has only been, we're coming up on two years, which is not, it's not a long time for a community. And really the first year, I just didn't even know what I didn't know and just stumbled my way through it and, and, and then realized that like, I couldn't sustain it on my own. And asking you to become part of this was, a, was a, a big growth point. And we've talked over the past couple of months about where we want TASM to be in say another year or so. and. We both agreed that we don't want to run a huge community. We're not interested in scaling to thousands of people. In fact, we have about 100 really active people in the Slack group who are part of the community. There are some people who are part of the community who are not in the Slack group, and that's fine. But if we're looking at really engaged, active users, it's about 100 people. 
And we both said like 200, 250, that's probably it. Like we don't, we don't want any more than that. It's our strategy is very different than I think what you might hear in other podcasts and other communities where they're looking at massive expansion and building teams and neither you nor I want that. So part of, the, of getting to that is I'm trying to schedule a monthly webinar with other people's audiences who are similar to ours and, and just get like if five or 10 people are on that webinar and then decide they want to join the community, like five or 10 people a month, like in a year or two, we'll probably get to the ideal size of the community. There's reasons why we want to make it a little bit bigger, that it provides a little more diversity. It provides a little more opportunity for people to interact into smaller groups and smaller segments. So it's, there's nothing wrong with the size of our community now, but we think it can be even better. But there's a tipping point too. And, and we feel like going past that 200, 250 max, it starts to get to a point where we can't manage it or people don't know each other. I'm I, like, I'm overall, I'm pretty optimistic. I think I was hoping growth would be faster than it is, but I'm not upset that it isn't. I think it's growing at the pace that it needs to for what it is. And all of our listeners know this is a long play. It's a long tail, whether you're writing books or building communities, it's not something you necessarily want to have explode in a month or two because that's not what you're trying to build. Yeah, and you and I have both done a lot of studying on community building and community participation. And it's not because we want this to be the biggest community ever, but because we want it to be the most connected community. Yes. Uh, yeah. In fact, uh, it's almost the opposite. Like, not only, I, I don't want it to be the biggest. I want it to be one of the smallest. And uh, there, there was a post recently in Slack about um, a really big author event that was coming up. And I basically said, like, well, I'm really happy for those people. And I'm sure that's going to be great. But I'm just not interested in that. That's just not. And, and I'm like, I'll stay over here in my little corner and do my little thing. And, and other people feel the same way. And like, I think that's what's great about being where we are in this day and age in 2022 is we can all have these very tiny micro communities that we're part of that are very fulfilling for everybody. They don't have to be massive. And I have just no aspirations to making it big. Yeah, I've attended both large and small events and my personal preference is small. That's yeah. just what works for me and for a lot of the folks who are drawn to this group. Yeah, and if people in our community want to go to those big events, they, they can certainly it's go. Nothing like, stopping it's nothing stopping them. Right, yeah. like, like we're not, um, yeah, we're, we're not trying to dis dissuade anyone from doing that. In fact, I would, would encourage you to do it and, and bring back what you learn, but that's just not what we want to build. All right, so the next question, will go silly again, and that is why is J.P. Reinflesh our favorite member? <laughs> the hair. JP, his hair is very envious i mean can we say that jp has the best hair of any member in tasm can we make that statement i think accurately? I, I don't think that anyone would disagree no no i don't think anybody <laughs> would <laughs> no. yeah, um, i love jp it's, it's more than his hair it's it's way more yeah. than his hair he is a lovable and, human <laughs> and for anyone listening who does not know JP, he is my co-host on the Right Away podcast. He started another podcast with another community member. He's doing projects with Jay. He um, is just someone who has his foot in everywhere, helping everyone he can. Yes. And this was a guy who wasn't part of any community a few years ago. And I love hearing him tell that story about once he found community, he, he just found a purpose and he's writing, co-writing with Abe and he's attending the events and he's an editor and yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's the hair. And there <laughs> to match that, why is Zach Bohannon our least favorite member? His beard. <laughs> that beard's awful. <laughs> I was like, it's not just jealousy. There's uh, maybe a little. <laughs> and Zach is, um, ran a podcast with Jay for how many years? 
Too many. <laughs> a lot. They co-wrote together. He has his own podcast now called A Creator Dad, which I um, was excited to be a guest on a while ago. I'm sure you've been a guest early on. I, I was, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. Yeah, like you're required to be guest number yeah. one or something like that. And he is not our least favorite member. We don't know. No, no. Even but if, if we had to pick one, we'd pick Zach just because he could take it. Right. And because he likes corn pops. <laughs> All right. Um... So what has happened in the community that has surprised you? Something that's happened organically, perhaps? I, I mentioned this earlier. I, I think there were two things that really that really surprised me, but or one thing that surprised me, which led to a, a great outcome, and that was moving to Slack, I think was, like, I think this community would have died if it hadn't moved to Slack. Like, they're yeah. just, it was just really hard to engage. And I really, I studied, I, I listened to the experts, I took the courses, and everyone said, like, you know, if you create your own little walled garden, like, people love that. And they just didn't. And and it wasn't until we moved to Slack where there, we really started to pick up on engagement and people participating. And that's what led to bringing you on. Like, I think that was a, at the time, it was disheartening for me because I spent a lot of time building that tool, but it's not about the tool, it's about the engagement. And so, I just had to quickly let that go and say, okay, we're going to move to Slack. I understand I don't own Slack and they can change their terms, but at least now we have a community. I, I feel like if we had to leave Slack, like it wouldn't be a big deal because the people now are just, we're so close. It wouldn't be a deal breaker. So I don't feel as badly about, about using Slack, even though we don't own it. Yeah, for sure. For me, I don't think there's been much that surprised me. And that's more just because I came in, in more of a, a learning phrase of mind. So nothing is like when you're in that mindset, there's very little that takes you like in a like right hand turn where you're like, well, I didn't expect that to come that way. But you're just like, okay, cool, this is happening. And but there were a lot of things that we hoped for. And that was a lot of like, membership led gatherings and, and connections. And so we have a couple of people who are leading, like writing times where everybody hops on their camera or keeps their camera off, but they hop in the same kind of virtual room and say, okay, we're writing for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And then we'll have some chat time, have some water cooler time. Because I think that's something that a lot of people miss out on is that what would be coffee shop time if you had writer friends in your hometown. And so we that's built into that. And then also the the genre groups. One of our members is leading, I think, two groups uh, a month for sci-fi and fantasy, and I'd love to see more happen. But it just depends on the right person having the right time and energy to be able to manage that. But they are doing critiques of each other's work, discussions on whatever's pertinent to their genre as far as business or craft, and meeting fairly regularly and doing that. And that's probably been one of the things that I've just been really pleased to see. It was something we hoped would happen and it's really lovely to see it happening. Agreed. So is this our last question? I think it is. Our last question is how has the community impacted us? Oh, that's, <laughs> I don't know. That's not easy to answer. It's not easy. It's easy to answer, just not easy to articulate. I, it's really, it's just really lit the fire under me. Like this is the first time I've done something other than the act of writing that I just can't wait to get up and work on. And mm -hmm. so many great relationships I've built and so many people that I've met through this community and through the events that are better than any other friends I have in the rest of my life. Like 
that particular thing, the community, the connection, the friendships, that I had just as a member because of the community you created. So that I did not lose in taking on more responsibility. What I gained in taking on more responsibility is that I love teaching. And so often my teaching has been just in one-on-one conversations with new writers, with friends, and that hasn't stopped. I still love doing that, but it's given me an avenue to share it with a larger group and particularly a group who is drawn to this community because we tend to learn in similar ways. Not everybody, but there's a reason they're drawn to this group. And then also, too, it's given me confidence in, in my knowledge that I do have and knowledge on the ways to share it. Watching you, working with you is one of the, the best teaching methods, but then also putting it into practice is a very necessary part of learning. And stepping into that and figuring out what works and what doesn't has been very helpful. Excellent. Yeah. That's a great question to turn around and ask our members, right? Yeah. So yeah. So if you are part of this community, how has it impacted you? And if you're not part of this community, what would you want out of a community that you're not getting in your life right now? And if you want to ask us, we'll tell you. And if our community isn't a good fit for you, we'll tell you that too. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for joining us, whether it's just for this week or this entire past year. We're looking looking forward at the year ahead, everything that we're continuing to do. And we hope that if this jives with you, that you will consider joining the membership. And thanks so much to everyone who's been with us this year.